Hey guys, welcome along to a brand new week. Monday the 20th of June is the date. It's episode 133 and today we're telling you all about a new app for Windows to help you get in frame. If you struggle to use your webcam and know if you're in frame, then stick around. You're listening to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Now, here's that blind guy himself, Stephen Scott. Hi guys, welcome along to it then. Another big week ahead of us on Blind Guy and some great interviews coming your way this week and demonstrations as well. Thank you so much to each and every one of you who take the time and effort to send in emails and even construct demos. We've got lots of them coming your way this week. Even one from Negative Julian, who's decided not to be negative this week. Well, Negative Julian, that is indeed an improvement. And I will say I am very impressed at your decision to be positive. Good for you. Quite right, too. So, yeah, we're looking forward to your demo and uh, lots more besides. Uh, lots of comments following a great Mac debate. And I'm only guessing, uh, I haven't looked in the inbox yet, but I'm only imagining the comments from this weekend's Saturday show. Oh, there's only so many emails I can look through. But yes, we'll get into all the emails properly tomorrow with Sean joining us for that. So I uh, look forward to that. And if you do have any emails you want to send in, please do. You just email hello at blindguytalkstech.com. But today on the podcast, we are joined by a very special guest. I was so pleased to read this story uh, on Twitter last week. And it's of a new app that has been developed. Now, look, we all know the problems with using webcams on our uh, various meetings that we do on Teams, on Zoom. And the iPhone is a brilliant um, camera, you know, and it's brilliant for helping you find your, your way in frame. And if you're using your iPhone for everything, well, that's great. But most of us don't, right? We Most of us use our uh, computers. Most of us use our PCs with webcams. And just making sure you're in frame can be a real challenge. Well, that's why today I'm so pleased to have Ben Mustle-Rose join us. Uh, he works for BBC. He's also a soft, he is a software developer at BBC, but he also does software development in his own time. And he's created this app. He's blind himself. And uh, Ben's actually uh, been on our show before in a way uh, because he was involved with the Brailleists Foundation and their course. If you remember way back at the beginning of Blind Guy, we were taking part in that course run by the Brailleist Foundation to Learn Braille. Well, Ben led that uh, course and did a fantastic uh, job hosting uh, the events. Uh, but he's now back with us in a very different capacity, talking about this amazing new app. So, Ben, tell us all about it. Yeah, so uh, so this is uh, this is Can You See Me? Uh, somewhat ironically, uh, somewhat ironically titled, and I'll, I'll just give you the, the sort of the general spiel about it. So, uh, in a nutshell, it's uh, a, hopefully a fairly simple app that helps, as you say, blind people like ourselves make sure our faces are in shot of our webcams before we do things like Zoom or Teams meetings. And um, because I, I don't know about you, but I find that sometimes uh, if I'm if I'm in a meeting, particularly if I'm the only blind person there. Historically, I've always felt not uncomfortable with asking for help to, to make sure that my, my video is good, but you just you, it just feels a bit strange if you're the only one. And, um, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with asking for help, but it's also nice to have a choice. 
and to, to decide whether that's something you want to do or whether you want to be able to do it independently. So yeah, I built uh, built Can You See Me to, uh, to try and essentially give give a, a version of what we have on iOS on Windows, to be honest. Um, so just I'll, I'll rattle through a, a few features quickly. So uh, you can get different uh, levels of detail of uh, whereabouts your face is in what we call the frame. So you might hear stuff like towards the bottom and slightly to the left or at the top and to the right or just in the middle, which kind of does what it says on the tin. Um, it's really useful for taking photos. So let's say that you are doing a talk in a conference, for example, and uh, the organizer wants a headshot that they can use for the promo. You can open up Can You See Me and take a nice high quality photo of your face and you can actually be confident that it is your face and not just a, a picture of your ceiling or your wardrobe. Um, and then I suppose that the last thing I'd say as well is that all of the processing to recognize your face is done on device. Now we can get into the, the sort of the technical weeds about what that means, but in a nutshell, kind of does what it says on the tin. Um, when we are recognizing your face, all of the work to do that is done on your computer. It's not sent to me, it's not sold to anyone, it's not sent to uh, any other companies or anything strange like that. No, that's superb. Well, look, what I want to do is just play a little bit of the, the clip of the video uh, in audio form here, obviously, um, but you describe it so well. Uh, that's the joy of being blind, right? Yeah, well, we've we've yeah, got built-in yeah, we, audio description. We get very good at descriptions, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> Absolutely. So let's play a little bit in of how this yeah. actually sounds with you testing it, it live um, using your PC. Welcome to Can You See Me? Press Enter to check your face's position, D for more detailed information, P to take a photo or escape to exit. All right, so hopefully you noticed you got a bit of a how to use type message there once the tool had finished loading. And that's mainly so that people can hopefully just jump in and start using it right away without having to read a manual. And at this point, I should also point out for people who can't see the screen that the screen is now showing kind of like a live feed of what my webcam can see. All right, so for this first test, I'll hide my face so that it can't see me. And I'll press enter. No face found. Try adjusting the position of your webcam and or checking the light level of your room. All right, so that's not really what we want. So I'll uh, come back into shot. And let's try again now. Towards the bottom and to the right. All right, so towards the bottom and to the right. Now, that's not really what we want either, but it gives us something to work with at least. So. Let's solve the to the right problem first then. So if can you see me says that I am to the right of the frame, that means that I need to move my webcam to my right. So I'll just do that now. And let's give that another go. Towards the bottom and in the middle. All right, so uh, towards the bottom and in the middle, we're getting there. Let's say that I want to be nearer the top than the bottom though, so I'll just make another adjustment and let's give that another go towards the top and in the middle all right so uh, that's probably enough for most people but if you want a bit more detail you can press d d towards the top and in the middle y 38.9 percent x 48.3 percent all right so not exactly in the middle but good enough for this demo at least I mean, one thing that, that fascinates me there, Ben, uh, from your demonstration is, and obviously you created it, but it's how simple it is. 
And it's it's verbose in the right way. I, I say more blind people need to just develop apps because that's the way to do it. Yeah, so I wanted to get a balance. And there's there's a part of uh, the website where I sort of half ironically, half truthfully say, uh, can you see me uh, has been written for people who don't like reading manuals. Um, it's mm. also partly because I didn't want to write one myself to, to be to be truthful. But yeah, I sort <laughs> of I wanted to I wanted to get it to a point where you could just sort of jump in and go and hopefully use it you know, pretty much straight after downloading it. Because actually, you know, sometimes uh, sometimes we need spontaneity, right? You know, if, if I all of a sudden have to really quickly join a meeting, I don't want to be, you know, faffing around for five, 10 minutes trying to set up this complex software. And then, you know, maybe I haven't used it before, so it doesn't work properly. I just want to quickly open up, can you see me? Um, check my face's position and go. And actually, what, what I've found, I, I've actually been using this for quite a few months just uh, myself and what I found is that after a while uh, you you start to get to know your space right if you're if you're using video in in the same space uh, constantly you get to know okay right this is where I roughly need to be and so I still I still check my video uh, before I do a meeting but actually for me checking it has become like a, a sort of 10-15 second process now so you can get I would say you can get pretty good at it after a while. And that's the thing. I mean, but it's interesting you say that because, yes, you're right. We do get into a position where we kind of know, like I have a an iMac in front of me just now. And I had it set up with a friend so that, you know, he would be able to check that the camera was in position. And it, and it seems to be fine. And as long as I keep my chair in this position. The chair's um, the key, isn't it? I do. I do. It, it can the lower raise. Well, yeah. But also, I could easily lean forward and accidentally knock this computer, and it moves forward a little bit, and then it's it's off again, and that's the problem. Right? Well, and it's it's even worse if you've got a laptop, right? So, so one of the one of the revelations uh, for me when I was building this is just how um, you know what, what I would consider to be a tiny, tiny adjustment, um, you know, a, a, a centimeter or so, can drastically change where you are. So, um, there's a part of the demo video where um, I end up, I. Think I think I start uh, towards the bottom and then I adjust myself so that I'm towards the top. And you, you can't necessarily tell from, from an, order, an, an auditory point of view, but I'm only really adjusting myself by, like I say, about a centimetre to, to change position there. So yeah, it, it, just the, the tiniest of things can make a difference, which was, like I say, a bit of a, bit of a surprise to me. So what's the secret sauce in this, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, because there clearly is a lot of work goes into this. It's a simple app, but you know, you're essentially being able to uh, use the camera, use, I guess, artificial intelligence to identify what's in shot. So it shows, I guess, the power of what the, the camera can do. But how do you harness that into an app? So the way that this works is by using what's called a cascade classifier. Now, obviously, that doesn't make any sense on its own. So I'll try and give you uh, an analogy of how this works. And uh, this is the first Please. time it's the first time <laughs> I tried to explain this. So you've, you've got an exclusive, although okay. potentially not in a good way. We'll see how it goes. So, <laughs> so imagine, imagine that you have a room and it's chock full of people and you divide all of these people into different rows. Now, for each row, there are lots of people on the row and 
each row knows how to identify, in this instance, a really, really tiny bit of a face. They don't know anything else, but they're pretty good at identifying this one bit of a face that they know. So let's say that you want to identify a face. Well, in this scenario, you go to the front of the room and hand out a photo of the face to everyone in the first row. So what they would do then is they would say, okay, right, you know, is, is this, do, do we recognize um, the part of the face that we know about in this photo or not? They'd come to a group decision and then they'd report it back to you. So if they say, no, we don't recognize are part of the face here, then you, you effectively throw away the photo. You say, no, this, this isn't a face. But if they say yes, you pass it down to the next row and the next row of people knows how to recognize a different part of the face. So you, you do the same thing. If it's, if it's a no from this next row, you throw it out. If it's yes, you pass it down to the next row and you do that until you get to the last row in the room. And at that point, if all of the rows have successfully identified the parts of their face that they know about, once you've finished at the last row, you can be really pretty confident usually that yes, you, you do have a face. So yeah, in a, in a nutshell, that is how a cascade classifier works. That makes sense. And, and it also explains why when you got your face out of shot, it, it can even tell there's nothing there. It knows that even in the background, I, I don't know what's in your background, but it wasn't picking anything else it's up. A, it's to a be. messy bedroom. For, for but yeah, well, I mean, let's I, say you I have a box to, in the background. Conveniently, forgot to uh, subs uh, describe <laughs> that in the in the video. Yeah, so so the background. I mean, these these things aren't perfect. AI never is. There are some there are some things that can confuse it a little bit. I've done some refinements throughout the development process to try and to try and lessen that. But I I would I, you know I I treat this in the same way that I do OCR. So that's uh, optical character rec uh, recognition, which is the technology that allows you to, for example, take a photo of something with your phone and have the text read out to you. So I find that 99% of the time OCR for me is good enough, right? But there, there are the odd times where, you know, maybe I need to read a, an order number or a flight number or maybe even a postcode where I need it to be, you know, 100% accurate. And you know what? At, at those times, I'll just ask a human. And I find Can You See Me is, is similar to this, you know, 99% of the time, it's fine. But, you know, let's say that I've moved flat, I've got a new computer, and all of a sudden I need to have a job interview, right? At, at that point, I might get a human to check it for me just in case. But yeah, like I say, I, I use it most days and I, I find that it, it helps me quite a bit at least. Yeah, it, it's fascinating how you've managed to, to do this. And it's not the only app you've made, right? I mean, you are a software developer, that's your job. Um, but you, you do also make the odd apps. I, I read about one about humidity, what, accessing humidity. Oh, uh, yeah, so, so that, that, was, that, was, that was a bit of a side project. So one, one, of, the nice, uh, one of the nice things, um, I guess, from a blindness point of view, is uh, to be in a position where you can, uh, you can identify a problem. Uh, you know, obviously, we're, we're talking about not knowing where your face is in a webcam. You can identify a problem, but then also you can be in a position to develop a solution. I find that quite powerful. So yeah, um, I, I make sort of other sort of weird and wonderful things. So what you're talking about here is humiditas, and uh, this is the point where I start audio describing things. But for anyone who's watching the video version of this, um, uh, you can hopefully see me sort of holding up this uh, little circuit board to the camera now. This is um, for a guitarist friend of mine who um, who struggled to measure humidity in a, in an accessible way. 
And uh, we, we discovered that and uh, he was saying, well, you know, you've got, to, you've got to spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds to get a version that's accessible to you. And so my sort of engineering mind went into overdrive and I thought, ah, that's, that's stupid. You've got to, you've got to be able to, uh, got to be able to do it for cheaper than that. So yeah, we, we found a way to build it for sort of sub 50 pounds and that's uh, all open source now, which uh, means that the, the code and the hardware to, uh, to release, to, to make it all yourself is uh, out in the open. So yeah, you can, uh, if, you, uh, if you are one of the, the very few blind people that need an accessible humidity sensor or indoor temperature sensor, you can do stuff like that as, as well. It's dangerous when you put your head above the parapet on this stuff because you're going to get inundated with people now saying, <laughs> hey, I've got an idea. Could you make an app that does this? Because my first question is, as I'm one of these people um, who knows nothing about development but just loves what, what you guys can do with this, um, could you make a Mac version of this uh, application to to track on the camera? So there's there's a bit of a story behind this. So the reason that I didn't do a Mac version, or at least one of the reasons, was uh, because my understanding um, historically was when you uh, when you opened FaceTime on the Mac, I thought that you got the sim you know similar information to ios turns out that you don't so um we w- at the time of recording this we've uh, i've released it just over a day ago and in that time i've had sort of four or five requests for a mac version so i don't i don't really want to promise anything but yeah i mean i i, I understand the need for a mac version now more more than i did previously in in theory it should just work once i make a, a Mac version, but anyone who's done any sort of software work knows never to promise that it will just work. So we'll, <laughs> no. we'll see, we'll see. Even I know nothing, and I know that's probably un- unlikely, right? <laughs> I mean, Mac optimistic. is a very... It's, well, it's much more closed down, I guess. Maybe not to developers, but certainly, you know, the, there's more consideration. With with a PC, you, you do have much more openness, mm-hmm. it, would, it mm-hmm. would appear, at least to, to the technology, uh, which is I mean, it's a shame in a way they haven't developed this. And I really hope that you get like billions for this app. I hope Microsoft buys it <laughs> off you for several billion pounds. Well, you, you know what I'd really like, actually, you know, this, this should be built into the operating system, really. So what I'd really like is for someone at Microsoft to not integrate my version, because, you know, let's be honest, you know, mediocre software engineer doing it in his spare time. I'm sure Microsoft would be able to do a better job, um, not least Apple, because you know, three trillion dollar company too, um, but yeah, what what would be ideal is if someone from Microsoft noticed that this was getting you know semi popular and said, actually, you know what, let's build our own version and integrate this into Windows. So, in a strange way, it would be quite nice if this tool became redundant. Well. I don't think you should do yourself down. I think you've done a fantastic job. And look, you've done it before Microsoft got to it. And I think your implementation is brilliant. It's simplistic. It's perfect for people. I love the fact you don't need to read a manual. Uh, I'm not a manual reader. That's not me at all. And and I love the fact that it's, it's verbose enough. And it's going to give me the information I need. And it does exactly what I want it to do. So perfect. what's not to like? So, no, I think Microsoft should be in touch and say, hey, you know, and, and you know what, I, I, I know a couple of people at Microsoft, I'll be making sure they're aware of this, although, yeah. frankly, I'm sure they're aware already because it's being tweeted about all over the place. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a bit of a bit of a surprise to me, and uh, yeah. I'm surprised at how popular it was uh, as well. So, um, like I say, we're releasing this just, uh, just uh, we're, well, we're recording this, sorry, uh, around about a day after it's been released, and uh, I think we're at uh, 111 downloads now, which, you know, for, for a piece of, for a piece of sort of blindness-related software, I've I, think is is not too bad 
No, I think it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Ben, thank you so much for coming on and telling us about it. I really appreciate it. Where where can people get this app? Is it a website director? Yeah, so uh, if you want to uh, learn a bit more about the tool or download it or even check out the code because it's open source, if that's what you're you're into, you can go to canyouseeme.app. So that's canyouseeme.app. And uh, you can just follow the links on that page where you can also see the demo. And that's just a regular... Just a regular exe file, you download it, you install yes, it. Yes, yeah. So it doesn't doesn't actually need installing. That I guess that's another thing to mention really quickly as well. It it should work quite well in restricted environments. So I did quite a bit of work to make sure that it works in places like schools or workplaces where you maybe sort of don't necessarily have all of the privileges that you would do on your home computer. Um, obviously, you always recommend. Uh, talking to your IT department before you run random software from the internet on your work computer. But yeah, if you get permission to do it, it probably should just work. And I mean, I know some people were asking this question, but I guess it's kind of redundant, but important to mention, you know, will it work with Zoom? Will it work with these apps? But actually that's not relevant, is it? Because you run the app first, that's you essentially checking your camera. Yeah, and then yeah. at that point, you then open up the app and and your camera's in position. Then, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's how I that's how I use it. And yeah, like you say, the the nice the nice thing about that is that you can use it for for different things. It's not just about Zoom or Teams. So um, I I um, already had some feedback from Twitter. There's one person who wants to start streaming on YouTube and Facebook, and they they sort of tried it a bit before, but they could never get their they could never get their face in focus. And now they're going to give it another go because of this. And there's someone who self-publishes books. And uh, apparently, if you self-publish with Apple, they were saying that they want like a really high quality photo of you as an author. And they were apparently rejecting her books because, you know, she, she couldn't take good photos. And so now hopefully she'll be able to use this to, to carry on publishing. So, yeah, it's, it's stuff like that that sort of really, really makes it worthwhile to, to release it. Oh, that must feel good. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, nice. So that's battled through all the pain to, to get it. Um, one, one of the things about writing software is that um, it's, it's typically sort of very easy to, to get something to a point where it's a prototype or to a point where you can use it. And then the, the hard work really comes in, you know, that final stage of, of making an EXE file and getting it to a point where someone can uh, someone can run it without having to install Python and a bunch of computer vision <laughs> code as well. Yeah, oh, Ben, it's it's a wonderful thing. I uh, really appreciate you coming on and, t- and telling us about oh, it. Th- Thank thanks you. for having me. Cheers. Ben Muscle Rose there, and uh, great to have you on. Looking forward to getting you back on again soon, Ben. Thank you again for uh, taking your time out to talk to us here at uh, Blind Guy Talks Tech. We continue tomorrow. We're uh, into the emails again. The inbox is full, and I'm afraid there have been a couple of emails that have fallen down the back of the sofa. So we're going to fix that tomorrow and get those on for you so that none of your emails are missed. We, we try and get every email read out on the show as much as we can. We get so many uh, emails in, but do keep them coming. I do love hearing from you. Uh, that is what the show is all about. So we'll get into the emails. Sean joining me for that tomorrow on the podcast. Until then, have a great day, uh, whatever you're up to, and keep it blind, guy. We're back tomorrow. If you want even more Blind Guy in your life, visit blindguytalkstech.com for previous episodes. Find us on your podcast apps or ask Lady A or Lady G to play Blind Guy Talks Tech Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Catch you tomorrow.